Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book The Federal Reserve and the Financial Crisis. The author of this book is former Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke. From 2006, he was in charge of the Federal Reserve for eight years, successfully leading the United States through the worst financial crisis since the Great Depression. We have also unlocked another book from him, The Courage to Act, a memoir of a crisis and its aftermath. In that book, he revealed how the Fed took innovative measures to stop the financial crisis from spreading and saved the U.S. economy from further damage. He's also talked about his thoughts and reflections on financial policies and tools. In 2012, Bernanke gave four lectures at George Washington University. He systematically introduced the origins and functions of the Federal Reserve, analyzed the causes of the financial crisis, reviewed the Federal Reserve's response measures, and explained the economic and financial concepts behind the relevant decision-making and policies. This book The Federal Reserve and the Financial Crisis is a put-together based on the content of these four lectures. It walks readers through the history of the Federal Reserve and also the evolution of financial policies in response to crises. Ben Bernanke is a Jewish-American economist who taught at Princeton University for 17 years and served as the head of the economics department. In 2002, he was appointed by U.S. President George W. Bush as a member of the Federal Reserve Board. In June 2005, he became the chairman of the U.S. President's Council of Economic Advisers. In October of that year, he was appointed the next chairman of the Federal Reserve, succeeding Alan Greenspan. Bernanke's main research interests are monetary policy and macroeconomic history, which is closely tied to the work of the Federal Reserve. Because the Fed can participate in the development of U.S. monetary policy, Bernanke accepted the President's invitation to join the central bank. In this bookie, we'll explain Bernanke's in-depth analysis of the Fed and the financial crisis, as well as his reflection on the nature of finance in the three following aspects. Part 1, The Birth of the Federal Reserve. Part 2, How Does the Federal Reserve Maintain Economic Stability? Part 3, How Did the Federal Reserve Respond to the 2008 Financial Crisis? The first part is about the birth of the Federal Reserve and its historical context. How the Fed came to be is somewhat connected to financial crises, so let's first take a look at what a financial crisis is. Let's imagine this, one day, you saw on the news that the bank where you put your savings is having problems because of bad loans. What would you do? You might think, as long as others hear the news too, they will withdraw their money from the bank. If I don't do it now, then what if I can't get my money in the future? As a result, you'll immediately rush to the bank to withdraw your money. And you won't just go by yourself, you'll tell your relatives and friends to do the same thing too. It wouldn't take long for the news to spread, so more and more people would try to take their money out of the bank. The lines at the door would be surprisingly long. However, banks normally don't hold enough cash that matches the deposits. 
Most banks lend out the deposits as loans in order to make money from the interest. Once the bank's minimum cash reserve is exhausted, it is no longer able to pay the depositors who are desperate to withdraw their money. Imagine how you'd feel if you couldn't get the money. What if everyone lining up in front of the bank couldn't get their money? This is how panic starts. The scenario described above is a prelude to the financial crisis. We often see financial crises in movies or books, but it's probably difficult for most of us to explain what a financial crisis is exactly. Before reading this book, the financial crises that we can imagine probably involve bankruptcy, currency devaluation, and a stock market crash. Such phenomena do resemble a financial crisis, but they cannot explain the actual cause of it. The author of this book Bernanke gave a good explanation. In his view, the financial crisis is actually a crisis of trust, a panic caused by the lost confidence in financial institutions. It is the spread of panic that triggered a financial crisis, and that's exactly what we saw in the imagined scenario described above. The prelude alone is not so serious, what's scary is the butterfly effect following it. If panic occurs about one bank, depositors of other banks may also worry about the safety of their money. If a bank suffers a crisis of trust, other banks will likely experience the same, and the entire city's banking industry would fall into a complete state of panic. What's scarier is that the panic will spread to other markets beyond the banking industry, causing the stock market to crash and eventually leading to a financial crisis. This is why we say that financial crises actually come from financial panics. Why panic? Because the depositor can't get their money. The reason why banks don't have so much cash on hand is because they lend their money out in the form of loans. Someone might ask, won't the bank have enough cash if it simply sells the loan? But in reality, selling a commercial loan is not that simple. It takes time and they are often sold at a discount. People asking for the money usually can't wait that long before the loans are sold. That's why selling the loan cannot solve the root problem. Where can those banks get cash then? The answer is the central bank. The central bank is the big boss behind the banking industry, and it can provide liquidity for banks. If a bank is plagued by financial panic, the central bank as the lender of last resort can provide short-term loans so that the bank has enough cash to pay its depositors, stopping the panic from spreading. In banking history, there is a key figure, a reporter named Walter Badgett who contributes a lot to the study of central banking policy. After studying the functions of the central bank and its policies, he came to the conclusion that during a panic, central banks should lend freely to whoever comes to their door as long as they have collateral. However, not all banks are eligible for loans, and such assistance comes with conditions. If a bank wants the central bank to provide emergency funds, it must have secure collateral. Moreover, the interest charged by the central bank is very high. It's called the penalty interest rate, and the purpose is to prevent people from taking advantage of the panic and asking the central bank for more than what they need. Only when the conditions are met will the central bank provide short-term liquidity to prevent the panic from spreading and the financial system from collapsing. In the United States, 
The ultimate boss behind the banks is the Federal Reserve, which serves as the lender of last resort. In the four decades after the Civil War, the United States experienced six panics surrounding its banking system. In the beginning, someone else acted as the lender of last resort, such as the New York Clearing House. The New York Clearing House was a private institution. When one bank was under liquidity pressure, other banks would come together to the clearing house and evaluate the bank that needs help. They'd look at its credit, the balance sheet, and other things. If the numbers looked safe, they would lend to this bank collectively. But these were private institutions after all. They often didn't have enough financial resources to deploy, and the government was worried that they'd do things against the public interest. That's why the government decided that it must take the initiative to establish a public institution that would act as the lender of last resort. Thus in 1913, the Federal Reserve was born. Since its birth, the Fed has been given two jobs, one is to achieve macroeconomic stability, that is to maintain stable economic growth and low inflation. The other is to maintain financial stability, meaning that it works to prevent financial crises or financial panics from happening. If a financial crisis does occur, the Fed must do whatever it can to reduce its impact on the economy. Well, that concludes the first part. We learned about the background of the Federal Reserve's birth which is closely related to the idea of the financial crisis. A financial crisis comes from financial panic, and the central bank can act as the lender of last resort to alleviate such panic. The Fed was born in 1913 because the US government needed to establish an institution capable of fulfilling that role. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.